Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of work Shop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up December 1st through the 3rd in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748. Or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. Uh, My name is Jonathan, and of course, it's always uh, my pleasure to welcome Stephen here with us. So, Stephen, how are you doing today? I am good. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, so uh, it's, uh, man, it is already nearing the end of the year, and I'm just uh, amazed that the year is going by so fast. Of course, I say that every year, and I shouldn't be shocked anymore at how fast <laughs> it goes by. But I do want to let you know, listeners, that as we approach the end of the year, you know, we are a listener-supported broadcast. And so the only way that we're able to do this ministry is because we've had faithful and generous partners come alongside of us and and give. And as you're thinking about your year-end giving, we would just ask that you prayerfully consider our ministry as one that you would give to. If you would like to partner yes. with us, uh, you can just go to our website. It's uh, puresexradio.com, and you can click on the donate link and find out about all the ways that you can partner with us. So, and thank you for yeah, all that. Absolutely. Your support. We're grateful thank for the you. Support. We couldn't be doing this without it. So, Stephen, I'm excited about this episode because it's kind of an interesting um, topic this idea of this why don't you explain it because i don't even know exactly oh, how gosh. you want to explain yes, it yes that's good um how do i explain this you know so uh let me just set it up if i could yeah that'd be fine have you ever noticed how husbands can grumble and <laughs> complain and uh i and, can see all the wives nodding their heads you know there. it's like and and I mean, sometimes they're grumbling against God and sometimes against their wives, not so much against ourselves. We're, you know, mm-hmm. We don't want to waste any energy on ourselves. But, but we have goals and dreams, and sometimes they don't come true, right? Sometimes right. we have a vision that we want, and it doesn't quite happen. And sometimes there are losses and there are changes. And then our tendency is to go home and blame our wife. Mm. Right? It's funny how, have you ever noticed how you complain to the safest person 
You know, it's like we have this. And then sometimes you complain about the safest person, (laughs) which doesn't make any sense, right? But when you go out there social, I always say we have this social presentation. Right. You got that door, you put on that social presentation. I'm nice and friendly and helpful and kind, clean, smart. Let me hold up the scout fingers and, (laughs) you know, brave and true. Out the door, social presentation. But at home, we get to sort of vent and dump and stop and thrash and mm-hmm. and sometimes our wives catch that yeah um it's like humanity always disappoints humanity mm-hmm. right god never seems to disappoint i mean he puts us through trials but god is sort of constant and present yeah and good you know whenever you sit in his presence it's good but we forget to sit with him, and we go home, and we snap, and we're snarky, and we go, why didn't you, and why can't you, and you right. always, and you never, and are you ever going to change? So I have to confess a little honesty about God has spoken to me some, and I'm going to let you peek in. Well, thank you for that. And uh, it's humbling. Mm. And one of the last problems we had the curtain. The guy said, "I'm behind the curtain," and then there's the the fake me out in front of the curtain. It's like time to peel the curtain back. And, yeah. And so sometimes I've been I've been I've been married twice. Yeah. My first wife died, and this applies to my first and and my second, and uh, and the father just really sort of spanked me if you will mm. if i could say it that way and and this has nothing to do with either wife yeah this has everything to do with me sitting before the father and and him saying who gave you permission to throw a little fit and mm. act a little stupid and dump all your problems on who gave you permission on your wife who who said that was a good idea you know and then I had to raise my hand. Yeah. You know, I did. I thought I could complain if I didn't get what I wanted the way I wanted. And it's like, you know, there's like a boy in all of us who wants to kick and thrash. Just give me what I want, when I want it. Why do we have to be disciplined? Why do we have to wait? Why do, you, why do I have to take a no? I don't want to know any no's. I want yeses. Well, and and I think when you're talking about just the interaction between you and God— isn't it amazing how much we want to rationalize and justify our grumblings before him? And, and how right and, we are yeah, and, before and, the righteous one. And don't know? get me wrong. I mean, he we can bring anything and everything to him, right? But I think what you're saying is he's pointing out something in you that he wants you to work on. And it's easy for you then to turn and say, I'm not so sure if I need to work on that because I think it's, you know, I trying to kind of justify before him and really if Do you, you know this it, too? Is that why you're oh, talking yeah. like this? Because like you're talking like you know what this is I about. I totally know this and here's the thing I've learned about exactly what you're saying you experience. There's no excuse that works before God. Oh. <laughs> that's good. Now he's he's gentle and accessible and faithful and all those kinds of things but when you t- when you mentioned earlier about if you could put it in the terms of him spanking you the first thing i thought of though was it says guess what that means he loves you yeah 
Because he, he says he disciplines those, those he, loves. That he loves. So I want our listeners to hear that too. That if some of the stuff that we're talking about here resonates and you're feeling maybe sort of a a a holy spanking from the Lord, <laughs> let that it. be confirmation that He loves you uh, because He's going to keep transforming us and and tearing away those things that we grumble about and the things that we want to create excuses before Him about. And and yeah. He's just saying, no, 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 no. It's not about you making excuses before me. I want to keep changing you into the image of my son. Wow, that's good. And, you know, sometimes I'm the more private one between you and I. Yeah. And your stories come out and you go, oh, there it is. Yeah, me. Okay, I'll, I'll address that. Yep, that's me. And I just let you. But it's like I could have buried this. Yeah. But I thought it's my turn to come out. Hey, and you know what? I appreciate that personally, and I know that our uh, listeners appreciate that. So. so I could have buried this under the stack because we have a stack. We yeah. always have a stack. <laughs> Put me on. We have lots of stacks of paper around here, things we're going to talk about. But it was time to, I think he gave this to me to give to the men. Yeah, that's good. And on the way, he said, pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention as you're, as you're passing this out. Pay attention, please. You know? That's good. So I would invite you to join me in this conversation mm-hmm. as the father talks to the son about how to deal with his daughter, our wives. Yeah. So this is how it starts. Son. I already like the sound of it. Son. Not, hey, stupid. How many times do I got to tell you this? Mm-hmm. What's the matter with you? Don't you know? No. He says, son, your wife is my creation. Mm. She's my creation. She's designed to serve. To serve me, to serve you, to serve others. My design for service, and she is my delight. Mm. So let's get this right, son. This is my creation. I'm probably going to get emotional here. That's good. Right? That's good. Yeah. And she's got this design of service built into her. And she is my delight. Yeah. Ooh, should we stop now? That could be the whole letter. That could be it. <laughs> I mean, if if we were if we were if we did well at embracing and responding to that, man, I think it would cover everything mm. in our relationship with our wives. I mean, think about what that would mean if daily, consciously, I was reminding myself that my wife is God's creation, that my wife was designed to serve, and that my wife is God's delight. I think the way that I would Mm. engage my responsibility and my relationship with her would definitely be affected by that. Because the reality is, is how many times am I wanting to put myself in God's position and, and make it all about me? Right. Instead of saying, wait a second, she didn't come from me. Right. She was a gift to me. That's right. And she has a value that I can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. So, And her I, whole operating system was designed by him. Yeah. For him, right? Yeah. To serve his purposes. So I think it gives it gives such a beautiful picture of the her origin, her design, and her value, because her origin is what came from God. She's 
She's, really... she's his creation. Her design is very specific. Her value is by mm. his measure, not mine. You know, we want to put sometimes the value of our wives based on on something that's arbitrary or just some kind of outcome that we right. want for our own. And it's that like, we no, need no, in no, the no, moment, no. right? We don't define her value. God mm. defined her value, and he says, I delight in her. So he goes on, he says, I love her just as she is. I fully love her just as she is today. She doesn't have to be anything else. And I want you to love her just as she is. Mm. This is this is where I think, if we're just honest as men, we struggle, right? I That's mean, why you and I are talking. Think about it. Think yeah. about it in our culture too. Um, I think about how uh, companies market. Mm-hmm. We live in a culture that we are bombarded with marketing from every angle, right? And the single common denominator among all marketing is create dissatisfaction, hmm. or actually highlight dissatisfaction. You don't have to create it. <laughs> and the idea is, if I can cause you to see how dissatisfied you are without my product, then you're going to want my product, right? Right. Think about how all of that messaging that's getting into our heads, then we try to go home and turn to our wives and find total satisfaction in just as she is and express that satisfaction and love her and interact with her just as she is. Mm. It's very difficult to do, right? Right. Because you couple not only the external messaging, but our internal sinful, selfish nature. Right. And we can easily then pick out every single thing that's just, well, it doesn't quite measure up. That's not right. I'd like this. but And we're not embracing her mm-hmm. just as she is. So he says, accept her. Mm. Today, right now, fully accept her. And and I'm going to say it, then I want you to say it, because I want those guys out there to say it. I accept my wife today mm. just as she is. Now I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I, too, I accept my wife just as she is. And I hope... Then you can say that too. I accept her just as she is because he does. Mm-hmm. And he gave us the spirit. If your flesh doesn't want to, then speak from your spirit. I accept her. Cause and I would just say too, as one who has had a long history with, with wanting to um, critique and wanting to push back on various statements, if right now when we said that, when we've made the statement here, that God loves your wife just as she is, and he wants you to love her just as she is, and to accept her just as she is. If you are feeling in your spirit the the resistance that wants to say, yeah, but God doesn't want to leave her where she is. I mean, God doesn't want <laughs> If you're feeling that resistance in your spirit you right help now, God. <laughs> then here's the thing. I'll tell you as one from experience, that is an indication that love has not fully penetrated your own heart. 
Because that probably means that you have not received the full and complete and total love of God that accepts you just as you are. Mm. Because I really, I really truly believe this, and Stephen, you can maybe say something about this. I really believe that we can only offer to others the kind of love and the capacity of love that we have received yes. ourselves. So if you're resisting in your spirit and saying, you know, creating all these qualifications on whether or not you can fully accept and embrace and love your wife just as she is, mm. then I want to invite you as your brother very candidly to look in the mirror and say, God, where have I not received the fullness oh, that's good. of your love? Because you say you accept and love me just as I am. You said that, wow, I was still a rebellious sinner. You mm. sent Christ to the cross for me. And so I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No, that's perfect. He said, please just accept her. She's perfect in my eyes. And then he said, please stop acting like a little boy, Mm -hmm. whining, complaining, making faces, all the deep sighs, the silent treatment, The ugly words, please stop that behavior. Yeah, well, you weren't lying about this being convicting because, um, you know, there's so many ways that I think, you, you know, Elaine and I have been married for 21 years now. And sometimes there's this false notion that you get when you've been married over 20 years that it's kind of like, well, what else is there to learn and blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. And not realizing sometimes the the subtlety of the ruts that we can get into in terms of right not being as intentional about communicating this message of love and acceptance mm. and and embrace where we sort of just begin to maybe take the other for granted because hey we've just got so much time together right and what i'm hearing here is this is the father inviting us to be intentional about what we are doing, but also be intentional about what we are not going to do and the things that we're going to stop doing. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes those can just be these subtle ruts that we get into that we don't realize that body language and, like you said, the size and the faces and all that, they they matter to this message. Pay attention. We're growing as men. We're leading. And so what is the one thing you could do better? And so I have to think about that. Let's admit, what's the one thing you could do better? Mm. Um, I, I think I could do, do something different with my disappointment. Sometimes I seem heavy or sad or burdened or or slump or something. And so I'm, I'm admitting when I'm disappointed, I, I just I don't want to show disapproval or disappointment or something. I, I think I could work on that. Do you have anything you could work on? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always got recent examples. You know? uh, <laughs> These, I'm the talking one, about fresh stuff, too, here. But. The one, this actually just happened last night, actually. Um, when Many times when my wife is either you know questioning about something that's going on that I feel confusion about or that's something that's in process that I haven't come to a resolution about in my own mind, Sometimes I will be, I might, 
without being rude, but I'll be short with my answer because I don't have anything to offer necessarily to the conference because I feel like I'm still processing. I could do a better job of inviting her into the processing with me so that mm. I don't feel like, hey, I've got to give me, give me, I got to figure this all out and then I'll deliver something to you. And so I could do a better job of being more invitational in my spirit mm. in those moments where she's, because all she's wanting to do is know. Yeah. What's going on? Hey, where where are you at in the process of you know? And so I could be more invitational and warm. Good in those settings. So we hope, gentlemen, in the audience, who are called to be transformational men, as we grow, we invite you to grow with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do it in humility. We don't lord over you a thing. We're humanity talking to humanity, brother to brother. He says, "I'm growing her." At my pace, not yours. Mm. So you can rest. Just relax. I'll be growing her at my own pace. I don't need your help. <laughs> right? Because yeah. don't we want to push him and help him? And <laughs> yeah. Well, this is one of those things. The very thing that came to my mind as I was hearing this is I said, well, this is where we should happily apply the golden rule. Right? Because, okay, God, you're saying you're growing her at your pace, and so many times we want to do what? Speed up, speed up, speed up. <laughs> That's exactly And right. then we're like with us, we go, hey, slow down, slow down, slow down, <laughs> you know? And so it's kind of like. That's <laughs> perfect, yeah. My love is alive in her, and my love is alive in you. So please show her the love that I have in you. Mm-hmm. Show it to her. Yeah, and that gets back to what I was saying earlier about just do we, have we fully embraced that? Because I know that, you know, we can we can acknowledge the love that God has for us, but still have resistance in our spirit towards the fullness of that. In other words, have certain parts that we say, listen, I'll, I'll let you love me here, but I've got it over, I've, I've got it control <laughs> over here. And, uh, and so um, we need to let him in completely. He says, you have flaws. I know your flaws. And I'm thinking, yeah, he's been walking through every one of those with me for all these years. And he says, and I still love you, Mm. flaws and all. That's good. He said, let her serve in her own way. Let her talk in her own way. Let her love in her own way. You know, this is especially convicting because, uh, you know, my wife and I, it's no secret, we are absolute opposites in our, you know, our personalities and just kind of our methods and just all those kinds of things. And so one of the areas in which we can get frustrated with each other is because we are so different in how we express ourselves and all that. And as I've pondered where that frustration comes from, it's this exact thing. The frustration comes because we are not being interacted with in the way that we would interact. Right. Yes. And so the idea is the frustration is mounting because, well, you didn't come at me with that question the way I would have wanted to, and vice versa and all that. Yes. And so I love this. It's like she can serve in her own way, talk in her own way, let her love in her own way. And what I hear in this is be receptive 
Mm. You know, because typically what ends up happening is here, she might try to serve you in her own way. And what do you do? You reject it because it's not the way you would serve. She tries to talk to you in her own way. We reject it because, well, that's not how I would have addressed that. She tries to love in her own way and we reject it. And this is, I think, the father inviting us to say, receive it. Because what is she doing? She's serving, Mm. she's talking, and she's loving. Those are good things. That's good relational tools. Let her have her own flavor to doing all of those things. Mm. In the same way, here's golden rule again, right? Don't you want her to receive your flavor of serving, talking, and loving? Yes. So a lot of this can probably be summed up with golden rule, right? I mean... Yes. So you may challenge her to grow, but you may not make your love conditional. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's challenged us to grow and we kick and thrash and fight and shake our fists. His love is not conditional. So we're supposed to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? So we can challenge one another. We cannot withhold love from one another. He said, I accept you. I forgive you. And I love you. Mm-hmm. Turn the page. What does it say next? And I allow you to have weaknesses. You are weak, son. And you are loved unconditionally. Mm. Yeah, and all of this, the other thing that comes to my mind is the word transference. All of this, God is, mm. God is telling us all these things about himself and his relationship, not only to our wives, but also to us. And what he's essentially saying is, I'm reminding you of all this because I want it to transfer from me through you to her. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's like yeah, my very all spirit. All these very yeah. characteristics that I am pouring out on you and in you, those need to transfer into how you see her, how you interact with her, how you talk to her. Um, and I love this idea of you're weak and you're loved. Because mm. sometimes we make that conditional, right? It's like... I mean, think about how many people think of that in terms of when they think of God. Hey, I'll I'll get myself together. I'll get myself cleaned up. Then I'll come to God and I can, you know, be acceptable. It's like, no, no, no. The gospel message is that, listen, when you're a mess, when you're weak, when you're even rebellious, and when you did not even look to God, he put Mm. Jesus on the cross and said, that's how I feel about you. So you're you're weak and sinful Mm. and you're still loved. And I think Jesus on the cross, wow, think about that. So in your moment of distress, please don't lash out. When you're in distress, please don't lash out at my daughter. If you don't like something, okay, you don't like it. But don't dump on her. Mm. So remind yourself of these thoughts and these skills. Practice shalom, peace. Mm -hmm. Peace be with you, right? We said to one another, peace be with you, peace be with you. Peace of God, peace in the kingdom, right? Be still, peace be still, right? Rest, gratitude, hold on to joy, practice joy. And when you feel shorted 
or unloved or doubted or inadequate, remind yourself that God is enough. Mm. My God is sufficient. You know, in these, in these kind of this list here of these thoughts and skills to practice, the one that really actually jumps out to me, and it's one that I've, I've really been trying to work on in recent years, is the, is the gratitude one. I really, you know, I could be overstating it here, but I really think that if we are intentional about pursuing a grateful heart, it is really hard to be a jerk. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it's like they're completely inconsistent paradigms. Because from a grateful heart, it's like I'm seeing outside of myself. Because you can't, gratitude doesn't point, further point you inward. Oh, that's good. Gratitude, by nature, it gets you outside of yourself because you become grateful for my friend. You become grateful for your wife. You become grateful for the sun and the stars. You become grateful for nature. You become grateful for health. All these things ultimately get you and ultimately they lead to god you become grateful because god and so in that i think that's mm. the if you're looking for the one practice maybe to really try to be intentional on i would say that's a good one to start on because all these other things we've been talking about about how to see your wife how to interact with her man if it's filtered through gratitude Mm. I think it really changes everything. Maybe we close with that thought. Well, good cuz we only got 30 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that whole idea of of practice gratitude today. Mm-hmm. Just go tell your wife today what you're grateful for. Tell your children what you're grateful for. Yeah. Practice gratitude wherever you go. And listeners, I'm hoping that this has really spurred some thoughts in you and helped you be able to see what, you know, what are the things that you need to do in your relationship? Where are the points in which you need to confess both before God and before your spouse the areas in which you have not treated one another as from God, as his creation? And so, um, and if you'd like more help along the journey, please contact us. You can get in touch with us at our website at puresexradio.com or on Twitter at puresexradio. Until next time, we look forward to seeing you back here again on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take God care. Bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.